Welcome to Gut Wisdom, a show about work, life, and how to succeed in both. It's radio that resonates. Now, here are your hosts, Deirdre Koppelman and J.G. John Gassman. Driving home from work the other day, so I was on the Long Island Expressway, I'm sure everybody's I'm been so there. I'm so sorry to hear that. I know. <laughs> Sitting in traffic. And you know what, Gigi? I was thinking about my kids. My sweet millennials. <laughs> but no, seriously, my thoughts took me back to when I was like in my mid to late 20s and how life is just so different. I had put myself through college, the mm-hmm. only one in my family to graduate college, yeah. married by the time I was 23, and I already had a two and a half year old with another baby on the way. And wow, you're so young. It was only like uh, 10 yeah, years yeah. ago, right? <laughs> I was not setting you up for that, James. Well, there's no question that times have changed, Big D. And uh, as I think about it, there's even a different belief and mindset today when you think about millennial generations and Gen Zers. Yeah, Generation Z, which is uh, picking up the slack right after the millennials. And even they are widely different. Yes. So, you know... They're the large Gen Z is the largest population now, I think, right? Yeah, born between 95 and 2012, I'm almost positive. And our guest tonight, of course, will let us know. But, you know, they're beginning, Generation mm-hmm. Z or Gen Zers are really beginning to assert themselves and their values in a very, very big way. They are transforming workplaces. They're turning higher education on its head. And they also have dramatically different buying patterns, like even than millennials. So so tonight, I think it's super important. What do these differences mean to us? And let's bring on our favorite Gen Zer. Yes, expert in-house, Jonah Stillman, being brought to you in a couple of moments. Stay tuned. WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio 880. Listeners, the new kids on the block, Generation Z, currently the largest population segment ever. Larger than the baby boomer population, larger than Gen Xers, and even the millennials. And guess what? Gen Zers will not and cannot be stopped. They are quietly, and maybe not even so quietly, Mm. transforming political, educational, and retail landscapes now. And by the way, if JG, if we do not get up to speed, listeners, real quickly on how and why these Gen Zers are doing this, well, let me tell you, many of us may ultimately find ourselves, our businesses, completely out of touch and heading down, I'd say, a road to irrelevance. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co host, John Gassman. Hey, JG. Hey, hey, how are you? It's, um, I'm kind of, I'm pumped about tonight. Yeah, this is this is one of those exciting s- topics, you know, having Jonah again in studio with us. I don't know how how many of you remember, but Jonah was here with his dad, Jonah Stillman. Jonah Stillman. And by and- the way, hi Jonah, say hi. Hey everybody. We have I have an email from your dad which you haven't oh, no. heard, and I don't think JG has either, but here it is. Deirdre and JG. Oh. So listeners, so listeners, Jonah and David, father and son were on um, or son and father in that order. Uh were on Got Wisdom a year ago, just yeah. about, right Jonah? Literally I think almost a year ago to the week. And I, and, and by the way, Jonah has graduated. He has graduated right. high school. Yes. Graduated. Wait, I think that deserves a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thank you. we're Thank out. You. Thank you. So so your dad wrote, wrote us this email. Deirdre and JG, 
I'm sorry I won't make it to New York City in time to chat. I don't get in until late tonight. I know Jonah is excited to see you again. You both really have been our favorite interviewers. Told you I wasn't lying. (laughs) Wait, but now here's your kicker. This is from your dad. You ready? Just remember, I am way more fun than he is. (laughs) And then he wrote, parents always are, right? But I'm... And... Couldn't be more proud of my boy. Enjoy. So that's a note, and hope all is well. That's he tried to he tried to bring it back there and end it with something nice, but I I, I guarantee he'll be listening to this. So if he needs to tell himself that he's cooler, if it makes him feel better at the end it's of the cool day, the exactly. Keep, keep keep preaching to yourself. I like that. <laughs> it's cool. You know, you've gotten a little more rambunctious rambunctious since we uh, met with you last year. No, no, he he's actually. I think he's quite humble. He's a doll. So yes. Jonah, welcome back to Gut Wisdom. Uh, so happy to be here. And you are, in fact. A member of Generation Z. That's right. And everybody has always been, and probably still is, you know, we're also focused on the millennials. And I think that uh, having you back a year later um, and looking at how your generation is reshaping uh, politics, reshaping um, buying behavior, reshaping a a lot of things that I think are happening so quickly. Um, so having you here as a member of that generation and somebody who has researched and has, you know, data, right? right. And a book that you've written about. So, so we're psyched. Go ahead. I'm sorry, JG. I know I'm, I'm in your way. And just, uh, I'm going to, one more thing. Yeah, you're interrupting I met a cab driver <laughs> this week. His name is German. He's been right. He's been driving a cab. How a many New, years? A New York City taxi cab driver named German for over 50 years. And I happened to be in his car, and he said to me, we were just talking, we were talking about the weather. He was reminding me of a, of a snowstorm in 1963. I was talking about the one in 68. And then chat, chat, <laughs> chat, you know, chatting away. And then he started to t- share with me, he was kind of bummed. His youngest son, who's in, it just so happens, Generation Z, um, is not going to college. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? I said, he's not alone. You have to listen to our show Saturday night. <laughs> And uh, so German is listening tonight. Well, shout so out German, to German. Shout out to German. Shout out, yeah. Totally. A little bit better about his son's decision by the end of the interview. Uh, exactly. Absolutely. All right. Now I won't, I'll be quiet for now. Go ahead, JJ. Well, by the way, this isn't an interview. This is really a conversation. Right. It's a and chat. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a fireside chat, I like to call it. Oh, no. So story time. Fireside chat. Yeah, fireside. Anyways, everybody's got a story, right? <laughs> everybody's got a story. What's and yours? Is, yeah. <laughs> what's your story? Yes. I love that as a pickup line. What's your story, honey? Yeah, so um, my, my name is Anyways. Jonah. I'm 18 from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And yep. two, almost three years ago now, my sophomore year of high school, I started a business with my dad, David, who is not here with us during the interview today. But we were my dad has studied generations for the past 20-some years, and we kind of realized over time that, like you've been talking about, no one's talking about my generation, Gen Z. And I said to him, you know, let's, let's take a stab at it. And what started as truly a small project, a couple of speeches locally here and there, continually to progress into what is now a full-scale business. Like you said, I chose not to go to college, and we now have a business called Gen Z Guru that specializes in what we say all things Gen Z, how to recruit, retain, sell to, market to, hire Generation Z based off of proprietary data. We wrote a book together, and um, I'm 18, graduated high school, and, and full-time speaking and consulting all on the topic of Generation Z. Hmm. That's huge. <laughs> You're you're your own force to be reckoned with. So I have a question. So let, first of all, let's define. So we said Gen Z is what born in 1995. Yeah, leading edge. Leading edge. Yeah. So and you were born in 99. 99. Okay. So people in Gen Z, the youngest 
are what? Elementary yeah, school six, right now? Seven. Elementary school right now, middle school right now, high school right now. This is, listeners, this is who we're talking about. And be clear, it is this group, <laughs> this population, kids in elementary school, middle school, and high school, and just graduating high school right now, that are reshaping the world that we live in. Mm. Be clear. So here's a question. Um, Don't we call them the empowered generation? Well, I'm going to, I'm sure. I like that. I, 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 will somebody give me credit for this? Because, you know, millennials, everybody's been talking about them as Who? what? The entitled, entitled, generation. entitled well, generation. I'm going to say your generation, Gen Z, is the empowered generation. Yeah, absolutely. A couple things. I think the reason we go by Gen Z, first of all, it was by far the number one choice in our study, and other ones have said that that's what we like to be called. And it, the reason so many people like the name Gen Z is because it's a name, not a label. And I think that's a problem with millennials. You know, they you hear that name and there's so many people go to the bad place of label, labeling them lazy, entitled. Yep. And Gen Z, there's there's so many names. People call us the I generation, the smartphone generation. But Gen Z is, you know, it makes sense. There was Gen X, then Gen Y. Now there's Gen Z. And underneath Gen Z, everybody's unique. So I think people just like the fact that it doesn't label us as any one specific thing. And Gen Z, I love the name. <laughs> well, I think... Although Empowered Generation is pretty good. Empowered. And, I love and it. And for a second, let's reflect on this. Let's look at the recent March for Our Lives mm-hmm. events that mm. took place across the country. Listeners, I'm sure many of you marched, right? Absolutely. This was started by your generation. Started, ran, and fulfilled all by Generation Z. Tell us a little bit about that. I think it's absolutely incredible, first of all. And I think it's Gen Z's first really big political statement and we're saying that you know if our political leaders regardless of your stance of your democrat republican we're saying that it's not a matter of parties it's a matter of our political leaders recognizing that we want change and if they're not willing to you know take the necessary steps we'll put it into our own hands and i think we saw just that there were marches all around the world you know washington dc there was one in minneapolis here in new york and yeah i think it's incredible Mm -hmm. like you said it was completely ran by gen zers and we are the empowered generation we will we're not going to stop. We're not going to let this one just slide under the table. Like I think a lot of problems, you know, there's a lot of buzz and, you know, hype around when something happens and then over time it kind of fades out. But this is here to stay. And we're seeing that with kids saying they're not going to go back to school till something changes. And these marches continue to happen. And I've been in touch with some of the people that, you know, helped run these events that were victims at the actual school shootings. And it's incredible to me the power that we do have as young people in America. And having just graduated high school yourself. Yeah. Because we... Gen, you know, JG and I are Gen Xers. I, when I went to school, it was all about pot and narcotics, undercover cops <laughs> hanging out at the high school. Tell me, from Minnesota, even though you're here in New York City with us tonight, you know, were you afraid in high school? Like, was this a real? Absolutely, and I, and and I think that's kind of one of the shifts that we've seen is that terroristic threats in these events always seem to be you know, overseas farther away for further generations. But for my generation, these events are coming closer and closer to home. We've yeah. seen, you know, shootings in movie theaters, malls, and now in our own schools, the places where you should be able to go without second guessing your safety, you're not able to do that anymore. And that's why I think, like I said, this isn't going anywhere. This affects us on a day-to-day basis. And it's so front, it's on our front lines, it's on the top of our minds. And we go to these places every single day. So that's why in my eyes, you know, we were directly affected, and that's why we we're going to take the direct lead on this. Oh, Gen Z, I, I, I totally agree with you, making the change. Yes, JJ? One of the things that I find really infa- fascinating about the Gen Z group is how they speak up for themselves, how they communicate. They're not afraid to say what's really on their mind. Give you what I like to say, straight talk. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no sugarcoating. This is what it's all about. We don't fear failure. Right. 
Right. And you found that in your data. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of our key findings is that that came from our parenting styles. And I think that's important to understand is that, you know, like we talked about Gen Z, we define it as 95 to 2012. Some people will say 94 to 2008, but people get so hung up on the birth years. And when in reality, the whole theory on generational differences is that you're shaped by unique events and conditions that happen during your formative years. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you adapt a unique lens at which you look at the world. So for example, if you look at millennials, they grew up pre-9-11 during tech expansion, during the economy was great, and they were told by their baby boomer parents that they could be the next president or an astronaut. You know, they had credible self-esteem. They entered the workforce, and naturally they were labeled entitled because they had been you know, told yeah. they can do anything, which way. in my eyes is not a bad thing. I think millennials get a bad rap. And the funniest thing is yeah. the people that complain the most about millennials are the boomers, and they're the ones that raised them. Yeah. And then you compare that to my generation. We grew up post-9-11 during the midst of the 2009 recession, the average net worth of our parents fell by 40, 40% during our formative years. And so we've seen, you know, a lot more of a realistic world. Our parents didn't tell us that you can be whatever you want. You're, they said you're going to have to work your butt off. And if you're not willing to, there's going to be somebody else that's willing to do it. So, what a major, I, so you, so in fact, you've been empowered by your parents instead of enabled. Yeah, empowered by parents. And like I said, they let us try and fail. They weren't helicopter parents. They didn't hover over everything they did, uh, everything we did. They said, hey, if you want to try something, go learn. And if you fail, that's not a bad thing. I, I truly have learned so much from failure. I think people need to understand that failing is not a bad thing. You learn so much from it. And I think that's benefited our generation a lot, immensely. Because you look at it, for example, this March for Our Lives, we said we're not going to, oh, what happens if they don't listen? Well, it's better than nothing at all. So we're not, I think we're doing well more than just leaving a footprint. We're leaving a <laughs> dent in the political. Totally. And, and you're not stopping. 100% not stopping. Right. Gen Z is not stopping. So, so in some ways, like with the March for Our Lives, you know, you're, there's an uproar. You're allowed about it. And you should, for Christ's sake, somebody's got to, somebody, someone, some generation, please yeah. help make a difference and, and change the course of yeah. what is going on. And I don't just mean with, you know, gun laws. Whether Absolutely. you're on either side of the party, I don't care about what it, line. It doesn't matter to me. But it's your generation that's really, really going to make the change. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting, like you said, regardless of where you stand, specifically looking at the March for Our Lives, like you said, the gun laws, this isn't a matter of where you stand. It's we've really never known a political world, my generation, where Democrats have helped Republicans or Republicans have helped Democrats. They're both I think it's that's the most polarized, <laughs> polarized process we've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, totally, especially in one of yeah. a, a study from Northeastern University found that only three percent of my of my generation believes in the political process. Ooh, says a lot. All no, right. So none hope, of the political leaders are our foremost role models. So therefore, like I said, we're going to take it into our own hands. Yeah. So cool. Amazing. All right. Hold that thought for a second. So we have a copy of Jonah's book that he co-wrote with his dad, David. It's called Gen Z at Work. Go ahead and email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. We have five to give away. And uh, we're coming back with Jonas, so stay tuned. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the tolls. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station, WCBS. Yes, News Radio 880. Well, folks, the world is changing, and as you thought you knew it, that's a day that's gone by. Every day, something new is happening, and it's being changed by an interesting generation, the Empower Generation. For those of you that don't know, it's not the Millennials, it's the Gen Zers. 
The Gen Zers. Yeah. Hold on to your steering wheel because, boy, you know. This is a big one. They're right now. So think about it. JJ. Middle school, high schoolers, elementary school. That's the Gen Zers. Yeah. (laughs) Kids that are in. Listeners, your kids, if they're in elementary school, middle school, high school, or even your grandchildren, that's the generation we're talking about. And they are making huge changes. Yep. I'm JG John Gassman, and we are here in studio with Deirdre Koppelman, the host of Gut Wisdom. Yes, I'm back, and you're back, and happy to be back, and there are no basketball games. And back in studio with us tonight is... Jonas Stillman. Jonas Stillman, the yeah. Gen Z expert, guru, Talmudic scholar, <laughs> rabbi, <laughs> preacher, professor. Jonah. All right, JG, All right. easy does it. You had a little too many donuts tonight. Yes. Jonah, welcome back. We, you and your dad were with, uh, were with us with JG and I last year on about this time on Gut Wisdom, and now you've just finished high school. Mm-hmm. You graduated, so awesome on that. Well, thank you. And then when we were speaking. I found out. You told me you're not going to college. That's right. All right. Now, we talked a little bit about politics before and and how this, your generation, is the empowered generation and making change and not standing for what so many of us um, have just not been able to change. And you're really making a difference. You and, of course, your uh, compadres. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about higher education. You're not going to college. You're 18 years old. Why? Uh, it, it was a big decision. I mean, I, I chose not to go. As I said, I'm pursuing a life as an entrepreneur, running my business right now, and for the future sees it. But yeah, I, this is a trend that I think is going to, you're going to continue to see a lot more high school students taking gap years and possibly, like you said, not even going at all. And what's, what's interesting is that a lot of, I do a lot of public speaking and out of all the industries I get to talk to, whether it be you know, tech companies, manufacturers, insurance agencies, the only industry that's really already in reactive mode instead of being proactive is higher education. They've failed to adapt. The The value proposition of college has completely changed, and yet colleges have not changed their, what they're offering. And it's interesting. I mean, I think you would agree that when both of you decided to go to college, the whole message that was given to you by your parents, by your teachers, by the colleges was come discover yourself. You know, we've got X amount of majors, X amount of other programs you can take. And that was the goal. You went there and if you took a year without making progress towards graduation, that was fine because you're still learning. Right. And now that's not the, the mentality of my generation for a couple of reasons. One, college is incredibly expensive and we see yep. it as you know not being proactive. If we don't go, go into college knowing what we want to do, we see that as wasting time, wasting money. So instead of these colleges preaching, come discover yourself, they've got to say, hey, you know what you want to do. Come here because we can get you out the door in this amount of time at this cost. Our generation knows what they want to do before they go to college. A a huge majority is going to college to pursue a pre-chosen degree. And it's a lot like trade school now. You go there knowing what you want to do. You want to be in and out as fast as possible. And yet- Colleges aren't preaching that message, and it's no. it's 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 a stable no. model. And that's why that's why I, I think I forget, Deirdre, if you mentioned it or maybe you mentioned it, Jonah, the gap year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, taking a year off from school. Best decision of my life. Yeah, finding 100%. yourself, exploring. I that, that I marvel at the kids that could do that, and the parents that allow their children. Well, that's that's to right. Go out and the do parents that. have to allow 100%. them to do it because Jonah, as you said, you know, there's a stigma. There always yes, was. Still is. There, there still yes. is. You graduate high school, you go to college, you pursue a career, you get your degree, and out you go. And I yeah. think with the millennials, and we see this, JG, through in our the companies, sure. Well, we see it in companies, but we see it through my success platform, yeah. which helps mm-hmm. individuals 
mm, a little bit older than you, Jonah. You know, usually, usually they're in, they're already in college. Yeah. So these are you know really in college and, and even in their t- mid to you know early to mid to late twenties who can't seem to find that career. So now they've graduated with a degree in psychology, a degree in psychology, <laughs> liberal arts. They have a massive amount of debt. There's nobody really hiring them because well, there's not enough experience. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and it fascinates me how many people graduate with a degree in psychology and end up working in sports marketing or sales. Right. I mean, that, that to me they don't know what baffles they do. me. But I, it was interesting. I heard you say that, you know, there's always really been one path to success or in the public eye you you graduate high school you go to college you get a degree and then you work and that's been the most widely accepted model and for the (laughs) masses no one's really challenged that but now you have an entire generation that believe we know that 75 percent of my generation believes that there's ways of getting a good education other than by going to college (laughs) and if you're a university you should be hearing that and and you you should feel threatened i mean it it, it should be scaring you i I, I agree with you and I, i i did another point to it uh one is as I look at the kids that are in college that don't know what they want to do, I, I'm a big believer. Take some time off and go do something. Go work. Mm-hmm. Get, a, get a job. Get a try job. something. Yeah. And, and figure out what, what you're passionate about. Go, go check out a My Success Platform <laughs> exactly. workshop well, but that's to learn the about yourself. They're not and, getting that information no, in no, colleges no, 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 and no, no, universities no. either. I, I agree. So what wisdom? Because we were talking about the taxi driver, right? Yeah. We were German. Talking about the German, the taxi driver. Son was it that it's his de- son decided not to go. What advice? What wisdom would you share, Jonah, with the parents yeah. that are are sort of like upset that their kids, you know, don't want to follow that typical trajectory of graduate high school, go to college, then mm-hmm. graduate school, and you know, I I think it's, 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 there's two parts. To this one for both the parents that have kids that are looking into doing this, and then the kids that are curious about what it's like first. For the kids, I would say if you're interested in taking a gap year, I think you got to understand that this isn't a time just to relax. I mean, right. granted, that, that's okay. <laughs> if you go into a gap, you're saying, I just need a year to chill. And you and you can establish that relationship with your parents, and they're okay with that. All the power to you. But if right. you, this is a time where that if you want to discover yourself or discover what you want to do, be aggressive. Reach out to people, cold email, get an internship, talk to as many different people. Truly use this time to discover what you want to do. And for the parents out there, I would say that you know, in in the t- in the lifespan, you're you're going to be live to be a ninety, a hundred years old nowadays. One year to take to discover yourself in fifteen years, that year is going to be obsolete. I mean, I, I encourage yeah. so many parents to to see big picture. So I wonder, what do you think about this? Wait, JJ, along those lines. So the SUNY schools, State University of New York, mm-hmm. I think this has gone through, where there's a percentage of students that can go to college now for free. Yes. Right. If they make under a certain amount of money here in New York State, there is a program if you're eligible and you meet the criteria where you can attend for free. So yes. do you think that's addressing in some way the cost, the cost of instead of incurring if you're going to a SUNY? I don't know what a SUNY school costs this year, you know, a state university yeah. costs, but I know private schools, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a I year. I just saw a bill from Hofstra University. I'm going to say it on, online. Sixty five thousand yeah. dollars. Michigan. I got an email from yeah. yesterday from a client. Sixty three thousand dollars. It's absurd. And that's why we're seeing a rise in gap years and trade schools. I mean, yeah. the average cost amongst American schools for a four-year degree is $133,000. You compare that to a trade school, which is around thirty dollars to $56,000. I mean, if you know what you want to do and you say, hey, I need to make some money, you can be in and out the door in two years. And 
It, See, it's, if, I, if I were running an educational institution, the first place I would start is when the kids apply. If they don't know what they want to do, I'd put them on a career track of first thing we do is some assessments. Right. Let's find do, out who you are. Right. Yes. right. Let's find out who you really are. What makes you tick? What motivates you? Where your passion is? And then create tracks mm-hmm. of education Smart. specifically for that. Customized education. Exactly. And it's not – I think it's important to understand that as a, as a, a senior in high school, you almost – shouldn't know exactly what you want to do. And there's, oh there's, there's gosh, an immense amount of pressure. I, I hear so much that people say, my generation's growing up too fast. And my answer to that is yes, we are. But that's not an idea that we're feeding ourselves. We've seen the economy backfire. Our parents are telling us that, hey, you shouldn't, maybe instead of working at you know a local grocery store, go try to find an internship for the summer. They want to see a professional work experience. And mm-hmm. I, I know from our book, we found out that 55% of high school students feel pressured by their parents and teachers to gain early professional experience. And that all falls under the bucket of trying to discover what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Listeners, we're curious. What do you think? Send us a message on either Instagram or Facebook or tweet us. Let us know your thoughts. Not while you're driving, though. Yes. Not I'd be curious to know because it's almost as if the educational system went super um, wide and sort of very, very liberal and let everybody just sort of explore and you don't have to choose a major maybe until you're in your junior year. And then everybody, and what's most important in life is that they get those liberal arts requirements. I mean, that seemed to have been this huge mm-hmm. funnel and now it's not working. Because it's all about it's, the it's, money. It's all about the money, one. And two, it's it's like I said, this this idea that no one's ever challenged this traditional path until now. And higher education is just saying, oh, you know, everybody's still going to come. And I, I, they're starting to realize that that's not true. There's there's people that are finding other ways to learn. We're the yes. DIY. What One about the, online learning? Online learning is 50% of my generation views it the same. And that, that falls under a trait that I identify in the book called fidgetal, where we see literally no difference between yeah. the physical and the digital worlds. I mean, if I'm logging in from my bedroom or showing up in the classroom, as long as I'm learning, at the end of the day, that's an education. And it's also... The DIY DIY mentality, another yes, trait, is, yeah. is huge. I mean, what I one of the things that I love to share is that, you know, college has always been the idea of just-in-case learning. You know, you learn something just in case 10 years down the road you need to learn that. <laughs> our mentality is a little bit more just-in-time. We'll go about we'll go about our everyday life. We'll work. Yeah. And if I need to learn something, I'll learn it just in time. I can log on to YouTube and literally learn Thank how to you. do anything from wow. speak a, another language to Very to retile my bathroom floor in six minutes. I mean, it's so amazing that you say that because I have two assistants that do almost everything for me. I delegate everything. <laughs> That's true. I do. I you know it. I know. I had to figure. I wanted to figure out how do you do a mail merge. Now this is going to sound crazy. In Outlook, how do you do a mail merge? You know what I did? I went to YouTube. Exactly what you said, Jonah. I clicked on YouTube. I said how to blah, uh, blah, blah, create. You can learn anything on YouTube in five minutes. Exactly. I had the answer. Click, press, do, and I was like, oh my goodness. So here's a question: <laughs> What's a wisdom? That you like, what do you think higher education, colleges, and universities can do? Because there is no question, there needs to be a major disruption in higher education. No question. And I think, what do you think? What's one thing? My wisdom would maybe in this just listen. I think they're, they're just completely ignoring a lot of what they're hearing the ideas of custom education, lower costs, more accessibility. They're just assuming that at the end of the day, kids are still going to come. And my wisdom would be that you have a generation that's shaking up every aspect of the world, and it's time to adapt. 
and this generation again we're talking about yes you just graduated high school we are talking about kids in elementary school now so this is yeah this is <laughs> the leading edge is you know we've got it's such a wide spectrum like you said we've got kids in elementary school that i guarantee you by the time they're in college we'll have a we we have to have a different model and we have gen zers that are out of college the leading edge is in the workforce now that's and that's a whole separate topic is that as we start to bleed into the workforce a lot of our traits are going to shake up that area we have to shake up college and yeah Gen Z is really going to change a lot of today's world. Transparency is what I get from this, is because colleges, universities, these institutions, especially the big ones, they're trying to hold on to the old world. Oh, for sure. So they know. That's right. And they don't want to be transparent. And that's why they don't like things like rate my professor, which I tell every every student, you go on, you put the truth on. Totally. The professors don't want to hear it. But you know what? It's going to help the students. But isn't that and crazy that that's how we will now go about choosing classes and exactly. things like that? Is that? It's accessibility. We come back to right. being able to learn and know anything at any time. The power of the Internet, whether you want to log on and how to merge emails or find out which psychology professor is better, we have access <laughs> to that information. Instead of ignoring that fact, embrace it. And you were born into that. You We've were born into known that a world access. Where my phone you, isn't really ex- smart. Exactly. <laughs> I'm jealous. Exactly. I want to become a Gen Z. Or how do I do it? Yeah. <laughs> Learn, well, can I go back in time? You can. You can do. Read the book. You can read <laughs> Jonah's book. Jonah Stillman wrote a book with his dad based on three national surveys of those in uh, the Gen Z population. We just did our first global study too. Oh, Ooh. very exciting. Can you share? Most globally similar generation by far. Most, and that's because mm. think about it. Once again, right back to it, we're the most interconnected generation. I mean, we, we, when something happens in Paris or happens here in New York, we, everybody finds out about it instantaneously. Exactly. So everything feels more at home. And that's everybody why feels it. Yeah, exactly. 100 percent. Well, listeners, listen up. If you would like to win a copy of Gen Z at Work written by David and Jonas Stillman, go ahead and email me at DK at Gut Wisdom, G-U-T-W-I. Z, but D-O-M. not while you're driving. <laughs> not while you're driving. Right. Please. I always say that because I would feel terrible if anybody was texting and driving. We only have five to give away. And when we come back, I want to talk about... Four. Five. I'm taking one. JG. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to talk about when we come back with you, Jonah, about shopping. Because I mm. had a shopping experience that felt like a Gen Z shopping experience, but it backfired. And really? so you shop differently than millennials, yeah. than Gen Xers, certainly than baby boomers. And it's reshaping even what we know is different in the retail industry now. Yeah. Um, you're even changing that up, right? 100%. 100%. How are you all doing this? You're only in like high school. Not even. You just graduated and that's it. You're like the oldest bunch. I, I'm living it. I'm living it. That's he's the living dream. The, I, I, he's, he's living natural. the dream. It's part he's of who li- I am. He's living the it's dream. part of who he is and that's what you have to love. So and after this, JG's, we're going to hang out and he's going to become a Gen Zer and then he's going to be friends. And, and then what? And then what? And then what? He's going to quit his job and he's not going to go to college. Stay tuned. We're coming <laughs> back with Jonah and JG on Gen Z on Gut Wisdom. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. So the other day I went into a store. Yep, real store. Took some time out to uh, Brick buy. Brick and mortar? Brick and mortar, JG. Get yes. with the program. Don't I- you buy online? Well, let me, let me tell you. So I needed to buy some clothes because I have been very diligent. I've been following my exercise plan. Whoa, whoa, 
lost a couple of inches. And Size three now, right? Uh, no, JJ. <laughs> but so I do like shopping online. However, I need I'm a I'm a generation Xer. Mm, I need to see, touch, try my clothes on, try the shoes on. But here's what happened when I went into the store, which completely, completely blew me away. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John Gasson. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. So do you want to hear the story or you just want to take pictures? Why are you taking pictures? For Instagram. He's a Gen Zer. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Selfie. <laughs> He's gone backwards. Do you want to hear what happened? I do. Please so check it out. So first, it seemed really cool. I went into the store and I won't say the name of the store. I was able to look on a big screen. After I walked through the retail floor a little bit, I was able to select on this big TV screen, sort of like finger touch. I could pick my color, my size, the style I wanted electronically, and then whatever I would select would be waiting for me at a designated dressing room. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this, is, this, is, this is an experience. This is amazing. However, there's one little problem. It backfired. Do you know why? Don't leave me hanging. Tell me. Tell okay. me. Sure. There was a line. There was over an hour, hour and a half to wait oh to get to your dressing room because it was so fast on the front end where you could zip, 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 almost like online shopping, but in a brick and mortar retail environment. Mm-hmm. And then they got hung up because guess what? There's not enough dressing rooms. Like the, the technology was faster, which is great, but still hung up. So Generation Z, who we yeah. have with us, Jonah, the guru, Jonah Stillman. What do you? What did you and your dad, David? You did um, three national surveys, right? A global study, yep. all on Generation Z. We've talked about how they are the empowered generation, right? Yep. What? What's happening with shopping? I thought millennials made everything upside down, and Amazon took over the world, and now it looks like Gen Z is changing things up again. Yeah, it's interesting because I, at the very beginning you heard JG said you went to brick and mortar. I mean, get with the program, but it's interesting because there's a shift because we've seen, I mean, your generation saw businesses have a strong brick and mortar presence, struggle to find their online presence, Definitely. switch into the e-commerce space. We've seen the opposite. We've seen businesses do millions and billions of dollars through e-commerce, then shift to find brick and mortar. I mean, a perfect example, Warby Parker started their entire oh, business yeah. online, shifted all into, are you rocking some Warby Parker glasses? Hell yeah. <laughs> shifted to brick and mortar. You're now talking to a generation, like I said a little briefly, the digital generation, where we see no difference between the physical and digital worlds. We'll shop anywhere. 50% of Gen Z said they prefer shopping in-store versus online. At the end of the day, it comes back to efficiency and conveniency. Whoever can get it to me faster at the best price, that's where we'll go. And whether that be Amazon, and Amazon is truly dominating the efficiency space. I mean, you can order anything and have it that same day or at the worst the next day now. But um, it's interesting because you know, this, this experience that you had in the store – I go back and forth because if you're going to if you want to get Gen Zers in your store, you got to create an experience that's unique that you can't experience online. So that is a great example, but then you you're getting rid of the efficiency standpoint. If you're standing in line for an hour, there is no chance I that we'll stand there. And the reason is it takes so much to dazzle Gen Z when it comes to technology. Granted, anyone's going to walk in there and see this and they're going to be, "Oh, that's pretty cool," but a Gen Zer, like I've said, we've only known a world where our phones are smart. We're not digital pioneers. We haven't had to adapt to technology. We're digital natives. Technology has always been part of our lives. So it takes a lot to get us excited. So we'll see that. Oh, that's pretty cool. But if you think we're going to stand in line for an hour to try nah. something on, I mean, right back to Amazon. I'll go to my couch, order that same thing, and yeah. I'll have it that same day. Yeah, and you, you watch. I know I experience the frustration when I go online because I'm a big online shopper. 
and like I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to press this. That's a terrible experience. I'm done. I'm out of there. They lose me so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's with all Gen Zers. If they have that quirky app that they have to go through, or if they're online, they have to wait for a long time for something, they're done. They're on to the next place. Yeah. Faster, cheaper, quicker, easier. That's what it's all about. So I like fast. Efficiency. I like efficiency. being efficient. Effective it's, and efficient. It's not even, the, I mean, one aspect is the efficiency of shopping online is getting your product, but now the actual process is becoming so much faster. I mean, Amazon now has one-click purchases. Yeah. Now with Face ID with Apple, Apple just ran their whole Face ID you know, purchase with a glance. You just look at your phone and all of a sudden you've spent $400, whether or not that's a good or bad thing. The whole process. <laughs> wait, I, don't, I don't even think I, I, I'm aware of that. And can you can you go, wait, wait, wait. You're catch so, up. Uh, catch up. You can you can use your face ID. We we were just talking about the iPhone 10. How you right. know you, you unlock I your phone with one. your face. I mean Wells Fargo, Amazon. A lot of these apps now have it. Instead of typing in a password, you you go through you such a purchase and just by looking at your phone, oh, and you it'll confirm it. it's you, and then you're done. Wow. I mean, so it's not only the process of getting your product has become so much faster. The process of buying the product online has become even faster. But here's what hasn't changed, and this is sort of where I was What's going that? before. The third party. The purchasing of it, the process of purchasing, no question, faster, better, cool, all of that. What has not changed is the processing of those orders and the fulfillment of those orders and the shipping of those orders, because unless you have a spaceship that's going to go as quickly as that order is coming in and flying through all your little systems, it's still going to take, okay, FedEx or UPS, and yep, Amazon, maybe in some cases Prime, you'll get it that day. But what's happening is they're crushing the speed at which you can order, right? Yep. And and say you want your product delivered is crushing the distribution uh, industry. They they can't keep up. I don't think technology as good as their UPS and FedEx technology is. Mail comes on Sundays now. I'm, I, exactly. I see the mail truck on Sundays. It's it's it, there's the, the demand oh. is crazy. I've never so, received mail on Sunday. I do. Oh, so, oh boxes. So, I take that back. You're right. Yeah. So so what? The, help us all understand. Here you are, Gen Zer. What's the biggest purchase you made this past year? How did you do it? How long did it take you to do it? Great biggest question. Biggest purchase I made this year. Did you buy a car? I did buy a car. A t- oh, you did. Oh, okay. I did buy the car. car. He bought it online. It. No. <laughs> Amazon Go came right to my house via drone. No, um, no but that actually is, is, and I've done work with the automotive industry, is that do Gen Zers are now coming into dealerships. You know, I think a lot of people that work in dealerships say, oh, here's somebody young. I can upsell them. Right. Now it's the exact opposite. We're coming into the dealership knowing exactly model what A, want. B, and C, why this one's better than the other two, because once again, we have access to unlimited information. Sure. So we're almost making the purchase in our mind before we go in there and then just going in there to and execute. So almost all times, and in, in if I am going to go into a store, whether it be a clothing or a shoe store, I've likely looked at the shoe I want online, figured out that, hey, I like this color. I know that they have it in this store. And then- Oh, well, Amazon can get it to me Tuesday, but there's a store half a mile away that has it in stock. We'll drive right there because, once again, that's efficient. It's convenient. Yeah. So it, it's Amazing. a mixture of the two. It's the blending of the physical and digital world. So how did you buy your car? Did you go to the dealership? I did exactly what I said. I, I went you online, researched? figured out which one I wanted because of, you know, oh, this one has features A, B, and C, but doesn't have this one. Oh, but those are more important. And then when I went to the dealership, I had a great understanding of what I wanted. I said I'd like to test drive these couple of cars. And truthfully, I made the decision within that same day and drove off the lot. See, here's what you get from this. And working in the financial service industry with a lot of different generations, yeah, uh, 
I tend to find that the Gen Zers come very well educated and prepared. Mm -hmm. yeah. They've done their due diligence. They've done their research. They pretty much have a very good uh, understanding of the products and the strategies that are out there. And then it's a question of help me understand what I don't see. My, I have blind spots. I'm not the professional, but I know enough to be dangerous. Right. What is it that I don't know that you can help me with? So that's where I think right. you know, they still have to go a certain route to a professional or to the car salesman just yeah. to have somebody say, yep, we agree with you. And, I and we're open to yeah. learning. I mean, we're 100%. If yeah. I go in there and then said salesman says, oh, you're right, but let me let me challenge you and say this might be better. We're not, we're not going to be defensive because yeah. you know, we have our opinion. You're, you're the expert. We'll listen to you. And that kind of bleeds into my opinion of the idea of brand loyalty. And that's a huge question that's there. Are you loyal to brands? And to me, it's a 50-50 question. And the data says the same thing. At the, if if I'm loyal to Old Spice deodorant, if I have continuous access and it never becomes a problem to get Old Spice deodorant, I'll stick with it if I like the product. But at the end of the day, if I'm wearing a certain brand of socks and all of a sudden there's a new sock company that'll That's, send them to my door, we'll leave. I mean, if, if it, right. it, it so all that, comes back is, to the efficiency. And, but I think it also comes to experience. Yeah. Like if there's a cool new something, it seems that your generation is going to be sort of okay, I'll, I'll kind of try that, yes. right? so open-minded. Now, what's interesting also, Jonah, is that you're leading in terms of you're like the oldest, right? You're the beginning of Gen Z, so you're sort of in that oldest population. The ones that are in the Gen Z mm -hmm. population that are in elementary school right now, who, uh, who knows right. what effects they will even have even within the same generation. So what's one wisdom, Jonah? that you would like to leave all of us with tonight, the biggest trait, biggest, biggest trait that we should know um, about the Generation Z population that makes you wildly different, the one thing wildly different from the millennials and the Gen Xers and the baby boomers. One. 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 That oh you have. One. Really? I want to hear Come one on. big wisdom. That, that's hard. That is hard, but I, I, I would say this. I think that Gen Z is by far the most drastically different generation. We've grown up with such unique in such a unique world that so often people go right to the place of judging us. They say, "Oh, what you do is wrong, you know, we're better at it." And instead of embracing the fact that we're unique, we have a unique um, set of skills to bring into the workplace, into the marketplace sure. as yes. employees, they say, "Hey, here's how it's been done and it's not going to change." I encourage everyone truly to be open-minded, whether you're in working at a radio studio, you're a car salesman, or you're a politician or a teacher. Embrace the fact that Gen Z is different. It's not such a bad thing. We're going to shake up the world. And if you learn to like that, I truthfully think we have a bright future ahead of us. Get on the Gen Z bus. Yeah. You, yeah. Trains leaving you, the station. It rocked. left. No, it left. You it rocked. left. And JG's on it. <laughs> I am definitely. I, I'm, in the, I'm in the caboose, but I'm trying to get to the front. <laughs> so, so how funny. do people find you? I'm, I'm all over the place. My business is genzguru.com. That is where all business inquiries can go. I'm on social media. My biggest is Instagram, jonah.stillman. And, and we, Gut Wisdom, have five copies of, of my book. Of your book, Gen Z at Work. If you work. win a copy, reach out to me. I'd love to talk, know your thoughts about anything you liked. You want to yes. challenge me on? Well, I'd love tell to have you a conversation. What, tell you what, for, our, for, our, for those that email me at dk at gutwisdom.com for a chance to win uh, Gen Z at Work, 
when we select the winners, Jonah, we'll make sure you're copied on those emails so oh, I love it. they can connect directly with you. Yes, JJ. So what about my success platform? Can we share something about that? And perhaps we can get Jonah to come speak at one of our workshops. Absolutely. Uh, not a bad idea. I think it's probably a good idea to talk about my success platform with people that have been through it and also get Jonah's opinion of it. So yeah. I'd like to do that almost as a separate show. Okay. What do you think? No, I disagree. <laughs> You always agree with me. No, I don't. No, you actually you don't. <laughs> hey, Jonah, what comes what comes first, courage or commitment? Courage. Yeah, <laughs> I think courage. <laughs> I think if you have courage, you can learn to commit to something. Okay, you hold that thought. You, mm. you don't have to say anything else. We take a nice picture together tonight. So we want to give you a big, big thank you for being here. We missed your yes. dad tonight, Jonah, uh, but we had Jonah Stillman tonight. Huge gratitude. Uh, so thanks for being here. To our listeners, for your gut wisdom loyalty, and of course, big hugs to our partners at WCBS Radio. Yes. Barbara's in studio with us, and yes, she's she smiling. Is. I think she's loving this. What What do you think, Barbara? I love it. I yeah, love it. It, it was. Um, it's enlightening. It's enlightening, and there's just so much more that we can go. But we had to be choosy with the topics because when you do three national surveys on an you know entire population, I could talk Gen Z all day. That's I right. know. That's right. I know. So I listen, love, listeners, yes. share with us. We're curious what you think about Gen Z. Yes. You know, write to us. You could send an email to dkgutwisdom.com or check mm-hmm. us out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Share with us all your thoughts about the show. Do you uh, agree? Do you disagree? Yes, I love getting feedback. And of course, if you want to try to win that book, Gen Z at work, you can. And next week, we are getting quirky on Gut Wisdom. Ooh, quirky. I know you don't know what that means, but you will know. So until then, make it a great Gut Wisdom week. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Gut Wisdom comes your way every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS 880 or anytime at gutwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled with a Z.